Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I am speaking with somebody who I've been watching on screen uh, just yesterday and the day before because she's on one of my favorite shows, which is on Cinemax. The show is Warrior, where she's playing Vega, I think the uh, Rosalita Vega. Um, if you're a fan of Warrior, you know what I'm talking about. It's an amazing show. If you're a fan of Bruce Lee or martial arts, you have to be watching it. If you're not, then you need to find it. Me personally, I subscribe to um, to Cinemax just so I can watch the show. That's so that's that's uh, how much I like it. Please mm -hmm. welcome to the program the wonderful actress who plays uh, Miss Vega, uh, Marie uh, Elena Loss. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. And uh, thank you so much for making the time. I know you're very busy. Uh, lots of things are happening right now, so I appreciate you finding a moment. Good. All right, so let's talk Warrior, uh, and then we'll get to other things like uh, Vita and, uh, and a few other projects that I've seen you on. But uh, Warrior is, is definitely in my mind. As a matter of fact, yesterday, you know, election day, uh, you know, uh, we, we may have this out today, we may have this out tomorrow, but yesterday was election day, and in order to keep my sanity, uh, I decided not to watch TV until much later. So I was sitting in front of the television watching Warrior, uh, and, and kind of, uh, you know, getting my drama there because there's plenty of drama. Plenty of drama, exactly. So uh, it's season two. Uh, you were not a part of season one and you got on in season two. So before we get into the crux of it, how did that project come about for you? You know, it came about, I'll tell you, ooh, it's two years ago now, November. And it was, it's something that came in through my, you know, through my agency yep. and my manager. And I saw it, and the first thing I thought was, how am I, because I'm, I'm quite small, how am I gonna pull off looking like a woman who runs a fight pit where men fight to the death, you know? And, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm up, I'm up for this challenge. And so it was, the whole, the whole process of it was actually really nice. It was, it was just one audition, and then I had a Skype session with Jonathan Tropper, who's the creator of the show and, and the executive producer and the writer. And uh, we had a really short Skype meeting. All he wanted to know, literally, at the end, he said, I just want to see if you were an asshole. Like, okay, <laughs> just because everybody's going to be stuck together for five months in Cape Town. Like, awesome, I'm good to go. And I, you know, packed up my stuff in LA. I put, moved everything to storage because I had this fantasy that I was, you know, going to be in Cape Town for a long time and then do some traveling and this and that and got to Cape Town in January. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. So, um, that's great. I, I didn't even know that they shot in Cape Town. That's, that's new. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's actually really, the thing is that the, uh, the money, you know, it's just a dollar stretch and so much more in Cape Town. So you've, and these sets are huge and they built everything and, um, and there are hundreds of extras too that they use and it would just cost way too much money to do that in the U.S. Yeah. Same with the actors. Most of the actors are coming from Canada or from England. Yeah. And so, uh, so same thing with the roles with their union. It's just easier for production and cheaper, really, at the end of the day, to, to shoot overseas. You know, the sets are the sets are amazing. Cinematography it's is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, no, I was saying it's top notch. And we had, you know, normally you have a unit and B unit or second unit, and a second unit will sort of grab some aerial shots or you know just like little inserts. But mm -hmm. in this case, 
they were very busy. Not only was there, you know, first unit, second unit, and they were filming everything, but the third unit was stunt, the fight unit. And I, I mean, I'm talking about, it was just, it, we were filming all the time. There was a lot going on. It's, yeah. I know you see it on screen, but also filming it was very, it was very large and very busy and, and very exciting too. Yeah, and uh, a lot of it, uh, or it seems like a lot of the uh, the action and the shots are in the dark. So I don't know if you were shooting at night or it was just a lot of, uh, you know, really good lighting work, but the, the cinematography of it, yeah, the energy of it, and kind of the dark, uh, dark, gritty, you know, uh, nature of it. Uh, it's it's also really, uh, really impressive how they created kind of this feeling, and it's a character on its own. It's true. You know, for the most part, it is kind of shot not at night because we would have mostly day shoots, but um, mm -hmm. indoors. Mm -hmm. And for example, the belly of the boat where the fight pit's located, they they took an old um, hall like that they had, and because they've also shot at the studios, Vikings. Um, they also shot. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of of. Wow, it's on Stars Outlander. Outlander and one more, one more Viking show they shot there. So, you know, so they had these old, they, had, they still have the boats there and everything. So they used one and then built, built it all up and just covered it with this really thick black tarp. So you know, we were filming during the day, but it was, it was really dark inside. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in some of the shows, uh, and right now the shows are much better in it, but in some of the shows, the martial art uh, quality is not high enough uh in this uh, in this show it's really, oh, really well that's that was really exciting so all of us for the almost the entire cast we would work out every morning and we would work out with the stunt guys yeah. and they they really you know just put it up a notch on in this season but they brought some of the best fighters and the best trainers from around the world we had um for canada's taekwondo team the olympic coach. Uh, we had a couple guys that are on the world demonstration team for Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. We have, um, as you know, Mike Bisping, who's a UFC fighter. We had uh, incredible guys in Muay Thai, in Jiu Jitsu. Uh, a whole stunt team came in and I, from, I mean, really from everywhere, from China, from Thailand, from, I, it was just, it was, it was insane. It was really amazing to watch these guys. Uh, we would, you know, we would work out with them every day and then we do the regular workout, which lasted a good hour and a half. It was not easy. And then after that, we would go into specific training. And so they would spend time with us and they're like, okay, now these are how you do, you know, tumbles and this is, you know, these are high kicks and these are, and so it was, it was like being at a, at a camp, at a training camp. And for me, it was kind of funny because I, I was learning all of this and I was super excited to be working on these high kicks and these shoulder rolls and everything. And then at the end, it turns out my thing is guns. So, <laughs> so when the time came, I didn't have that much time to, you know, to, to play around with the guns, but it was, I still got to do a, a few stunts. So that's, I'm yeah. happy to, yeah. And and they do a good job. It's not just, you know, hand-to-hand -hand stuff because it's, it's oh, different hand-to-hand yeah. -hand things. Uh, but, you know, Yan Jun, uh, the character of Yan Jun, he's all about knives, right? So in your yeah. case, you're, you're guns. So it makes it perfect does. sense. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has sort of the weapon of choice, whether it's fists or whatever. And 
uh, the, uh, a lot of the actors are doing their own stunts. And then the stunt guys are so hardcore, they do not mind injuring themselves. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're out there, they're really, really, really taking it further than you can imagine. And our fight coordinator, stunt coordinator, Brett Chan, who is phenomenal. I mean, he just, he handpicked these guys from all over the world, brought them together. There's a bit, you know, there's a lot of them and just, you know, and just worked them every day and went through every fight sequence over and over again. They, they had it perfectly choreographed. And it's, it's also really exciting as, as Vega, as a character, Vega, she's very used to, you know, seeing people hurt themselves or fight to death. And as me, I'm not. So I was very lucky that whenever they would uh, do sort of my my angles or, or my reaction shots, the f- fight unit was a- as wasn't actually fighting. Okay. So I'm like, I'm cool as a cucumber, right? Yeah. But then when I would watch the the fight unit do their thing, or I'd see Andrew because I mean Andrew too, he's he is hardcore. I, it's it, he's actually very inspiring in general to watch and to work with, and. It, watching them, I'm, my face can't lie. It's like, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> and he got into, I mean, he was in pretty good shape on season one. Season two, he's ripped. He got into a much better shape in season two. I was really yeah, impressed. Season two, which I didn't know because I wasn't on season one, they actually brought a chef in for the actors. And okay. so she had, she was amazing. And she had a board of what everybody, you know, their, their different dietary concerns and how many calories and what they need to work on. And so when at the end of the workout, they come to us with these protein shakes, which was different for everybody and our lunch boxes. And of course it would sort of depend on who you are and, and what you're working on. And so that was very, very helpful for all the actors. Where do I sign up for this camp? It sounds amazing. I want to do this myself. I know. It was, it, in that way, it really was a dream job. Everybody was living and breathing the, the fight and, and just, and also the spirit of Bruce Lee. Like all over the offices, everywhere, there are posters with his quotes. And, and so we're just always reminded that the spirit behind it and why we're all here and what we're here to do and the stories to tell. So. Was Shannon on set at all? Shannon came, yeah, she, she came um, just for, I think it was about a week. And, but she's, she was so involved in general and she would be on Zoom also when we had table reads and everything. And, and, and she did come and it was, it was really nice to see how, how proud she was of it and how excited she was. I think there was a little bit of that, of that, of that, you know, not fear, but just sort of like, oh, I hope we're doing justice to this. And I hope that she's going to be, you know, she's really happy. But she was, she was great. She, she no, really loved it. Yeah. I, 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 again, as an actor observing, right? So I always watch actors and I want to see, you know, not only is this character believable, but kind of uh, picking up on things that I can utilize later. Honestly, I, can, I cannot think of one actor that I watched or I didn't think they're doing an incredible job just as an actor. Uh, I, I'm often I kind of pause and, and I sit there thinking, okay, I see kind of what I think they may have uh, done, but it's really, really, really solid acting job aside from the fighting and everything else that they have to go through. So I've been blown away with the cast. 
Well, you know, they, they also cast a wide net because yeah. it's an international production. Then you've got, uh, you know, you've got Wolhoon and Perry, they're coming from the States, but you had, you know, Dean and Karen and Tom coming from England and Joanna. And, and it, it tells you even more what great actors they are because almost everyone's doing an, an accent. Yeah. And, and you would never, you know, Celine also from the UK, um, and then Diana and uh, Diane and Olivia, they, were, they came in from, from Vancouver. So it was just, it was, they cast a wide net to make sure that they had the right people that, for, for the roles. And you can tell. Yeah, and again, I, I was blown away at what I didn't know, you know, the, the great Southern accent and the, you know, uh, a Southern gentleman policeman is really a guy from, uh, from UK. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was, it's, it's really, really good. And, and Karen, who's, you know, from England, but doing an Irish accent, Joanna's doing an American accent, and Celine's doing an American accent, almost everybody. Yeah, uh, Dean, maybe, you know, I'm crossing my fingers, Dean, maybe uh, coming out to the show. Uh, okay. well. I, okay. I'm blown away. It's like, you know, certain people, you just, they have that look uh, in their eyes and there's that energy where you don't even have to show me that you know how to fight. I'm just going to say thank you and I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I don't know what Dean is like in real life, but as that character, that's the person that I would not want to do anything right. with from just say thank you and run. Exactly. Well, Dean is not that intense, which is good in real life. He's actually, he's just like Kieran, a, a teddy bear, really, just really soft loving. And, uh, but yes, he's, he, you know, he like, like uh, most of the actors was working out and, yeah. you know, every day and really pushing it to the limit and really jumping into the character very much so. So as, as Vega, uh, because again, uh, I'm on, uh, I just finished season, well, season two, obviously. I've just finished the first four episodes. So I am not caught up. There is season, the episode five, there is episode six. So, but as Vega, kind of stepping into this world and being a brand new character, so they, uh, you don't really get to understand the backstory of Vega until probably later in the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what was it like to kind of just step in? Because it's an established cast. There are some new characters that they brought in, but most were same, with exception of, you know, the, the younger sister, uh, who's a pivotal character, uh, you know, some uh, new guys that came in oh, like, from, uh, from China uh, to support Hopway. Uh, but overall, it's the same cast. So was it easy uh, because they were welcoming or was it, okay, you have to kind of find your way into it? Well, it was, it was a couple of things. One, it was very easy because the actors themselves are very friendly, open, loving, welcoming people. And we were, I mean, we were together all the time. So not only, not only are we, you know, working together, but we're going out at night together and we're doing everything. So in that sense, it was a very, again, what our big boss said, it's a no asshole policy. So it was one of those productions where there literally was not one difficult person. And it's interesting as a side note, as an actor, you, you know, a lot of times people ask you, how was it to work on this and, and, and that, and, and they really, and they really want to and expect to hear that everything was, was fun and easy. And, and where the truth of the matter is that you know, there, there are always a couple of, 
you know, like rotten apples and, and there's always, there, there can be some tension sometimes when a, a director comes in just from, for one episode and is not familiar with, with everybody and, and tries to change things a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the actor has to talk to the director and be like, wait, hold on, you're not seeing the bigger picture. You know, this is what, this is what I'm doing, this is what I've done. And, uh, you know, things definitely go on behind the scenes that, that a lot of actors don't want to talk about. And I think it's fear of not working again, fear of burning bridges. And unfortunately, what happens is that, you know, you do have some people that, that, that are difficult to work with and, and, lack of be- better word, bullies. And it just takes many productions and, and many crew members and actors and uh, before their reputation, you know, before people are just little murmurings, before people really know how they are and, and, and how it is. So nobody wants to be the whistleblower in that case. Uh, and that's just an aside because that's, that, that's what I've uh, experienced in other productions, but this actual production was, was one of those where it was absolutely welcoming and warm and loving and smooth and fun and and that's all because of Jonathan. Jonathan is a great, great judge of character and he and and he handpicked everybody and he and he was so hands-on and it's it's worth its weight in gold, especially when you are when you are together in in an you know just like an enclosed space for so many months and in a foreign country it it was my hats off to him i think that guy is brilliant he's a genius in many ways and that's just one of the ways perfect and it's it's great to hear i i hesitate to ask the questions of how was this was this because these are silly questions but you know me being the fan of the show there is there is that you know yearning to uh to know that uh, I respect these guys on screen. I'm hoping it was a great environment off screen. I'm very happy to hear that it was. Yes, yes. Literally not one single person, not one single person where you'd be disappointed by. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, now, as an actress, uh, was there, I guess, without giving anything away and, you know, spoilers ahead for people who exactly. have watched, uh, was there anything as an actress that you found uh, that it kind of caught you by surprise that you weren't necessarily you know, ready for that you had to adjust quickly on the fly? Well, um, there were, there were a couple of things. One of them is I hadn't, I hadn't realized it. So Vega, she introduces sort of a whole new world, which is a Barbary coast. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's still a mystery of who Vega is at this point. And, uh, you know, the first Latina on the show and it's, it's just, it's like, it's a feeling sort of the weight of a few things. And the way that I had approached the character was actually a little different than when time came to film. And I, I thought she was gonna be more sort of masculine or more tomboy, I guess you can say. And when I got there, it was, it was sort of all the opposite. There was hair extensions and all this jewelry and, mm-hmm. and, and it, was, it was very like sexy. And so, so I felt like I had to just kind of quickly adjust to that because the way that they had presented her visually, what they were doing, you know, costume and makeup and everything was was quite different than than what I thought it was going to be. So I was like, okay, got to bring in, you know, the sexuality and sort of the flirting and the fun to it, and and 
uh, which which I actually love to do. So that was that was a nice surprise. Mm -hmm. So uh, that raises a question, right? Because in an audition, um, did you approach the uh, the audition as this more tomboyish version? And you obviously got hired for the part. So did anybody ever tell you, hey, we love what you did, but we're going to be doing a little different? Well, um, yes, but also it was, I think the essence of Vega was there. It was just in the visual. The, okay. it, visually, she looks so different. You know, I thought she didn't, like, I thought it was going to be pants, no makeup, you know, just body moving kind of different. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was expecting. But I, the acting was the same. It was just, you know. A little different circumstance. And a, a, a little different, yeah. Uh, perfect. And then uh, you've mentioned, again, being the first uh, uh, kind of Latina uh, character on the show. Let's move away from the show and go into another show that uh, you just uh, recently did, which is uh, Vida. Uh, Vida, I believe, is on Stars or was on Stars. Yeah. Perfect. Tell me more about Vida because uh, I have not watched it, but from what I've uh, read, it sounds like a really interesting uh, project that did a lot for the Latinx community. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was, it you know, it was only two years ago, or actually almost three three years ago now. And but at the time, it was the first of its kind and unfortunately it didn't have the platform that it deserved to have so it didn't get the the audience it was loved within our industry but as far as the general public the numbers weren't that high the viewership wasn't that high unfortunately and but it was it was the first time that you had seen a latina cast and as the main characters on a on a cable network and and also the first time that it was um, LGBTQ and so and nudity and I mean all these things that it was it was the first the, the first the first so it was exciting to be a part of that and to just what kept echoing what we kept hearing everywhere is you know people saying thank you thank you this is the first time we see ourselves on screen thank you for telling our story it is it's also done really well because it was uh, very much about gentrification happening in East LA and sort of the old world and new world and just the, you know, uh, difficult things that happen, situations that happen, you know, because of it and animosity here and there. And the, uh, the, the showrunner, she was, you know, she, she also was amazing at handpicking people from the actual uh, from the actual part of town. So she had activists, poets, musicians. Um, so she really brought the, the flavor of East LA, like you really felt like you were there. So there were parts of that show that felt almost documentary-like um, in, in how true they were to telling these stories. And, uh, and yeah, of course, it, you know, it's fiction. But yeah, it was, it was something, it, it was a big deal. And I think as a Latina too, we, we have, we have, um, how can I say this? So if you look at like telenovelas, so Barbara's in Spanish, uh, or you look at, you know, uh, shows in general, they're, they're quite um, conservative in a way, I guess you could say. And there isn't, it's very rare that there are, you know, movies or TV shows that, that show some nudity and, and really, um, really, 
sort of stretch that and and go out of bounds in certain ways. And so for us, we we also have a certain beauty ideal. And it's still, you know, there's a lot of uh, beauty queen and this is how the body looks and everything. So because of the lack of nudity in the shows and, and, and the lack of, of, of that in general, um, then it, it was interesting because there were all different types of bodies that were being shown on Vita. And people were also very vocal about it and saying, thank you, you know, thank you as a Latina, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this. I, again, I'm feeling represented in a, in a, a larger scale than, than what I have seen before. And, and, it's, and also in our culture, there's, you know, there, because of the, the, it's, you know, conservative and religious, there's a lot of the, uh, the shaming around it too, around doing the nudity. And so, so that's so that was interesting because you had some of the younger people viewers that were watching it and really embracing it and just sort of dumbstruck that this was happening um, on cable TV and and then you had older generations and I know from from other cast members and their parents and their grandparents watching it that they had a real problem watching it that made them very very uncomfortable it, it pushed a, a lot of buttons. Did you experience any of that yourself? Um, I experienced a little bit. I experienced a little bit in um, my family in general are very, very accepting and open-minded. Um, I know it was a, a little difficult for my grandmother, but I had, I had this one situation where uh, it w went to a church and you know, at the end where everybody is, you know, say hi to the pastor and you leave. And this, this pastor had known me. And the very first thing he said to me when he, when he greeted me was, well, are you, I hope you're not still playing that despicable character. I was like, whoa. And, and, and I, I shot back really fast, but he didn't catch it. I shot back. I said, I said, actually, no, but I, now I'm on a different show and you're going to love it because it's full of like violence and killing. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I just went from playing like this loving lesbian that you didn't like, but he's okay with all this violence and killing. So that, that was, and, and you know, people make comments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, what, yeah what, it just, things like that. You just have to laugh. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it, you know, everybody projects their own, you know, their own, their own ideas and, and, I guess what they consider their morals and, and whatever. So it's, you gotta learn how to, yeah, let that go. There is a part of me that wonders how the priest would know about that show and about your despicable character. Exactly, um, right? So he was watching it. <laughs> that, exactly, thank you. Moving on. Um, <laughs> as, as an uh, actress, uh, and again, I kind of, you know, I looked at, um, at your career on the IMDb and the things that show up on IMDb, which as actors, we know that, you know, not everything is shown on IMDb. So was uh, Vita, when you were playing Cruz, was that your first role where you had to uh, uh, have nudity or did you have that before? Yeah, no, it was, it was a first and it's something that I never planned on doing and, I, and honestly, I never wanted to do. I'm just not, um, I do have girlfriends who are, an act who are actresses that are, it's just in their nature. They are exhibitionists. They, they love to be na naked, you know? Um, that's something that I, that I never planned on. Uh, for me, that was actually very difficult. And it was like, okay, what, 
what is going to, you know, what matters more that I get to play this character and, and jump into this world and experience this and be a voice, or I just say no and say, you know, I'm, I'm uncomfortable and I'm not going to do that. And I step back. And so it was, it was sort of a come to moment for, for, for myself. I had to, I had to really think about it hard and and also it does help that at the time i was going through a divorce so there's also that sense of reinventing yourself and uh and so it's like you know what everything right now sucks and everything is so uncomfortable uh so i mean just bring it on i'm just i'm just gonna i'm i'm, I'm going straight into the unknown and i'm willing to do and try anything and and see where my life goes when you have nothing to lose you just kind of you're willing to do anything so and uh, did you find anything about, or find out rather, anything about yourself through this experience that uh, is a positive uh, takeaway or as a growth that uh, is, you know, helped you move on uh, in your career and life in general? Definitely, definitely. I think it was in the getting over that shyness mm -hmm. and seeing that it's really not a big deal at the end of the day. It's not, you know, and again, having having the feedback from people and saying saying thank you for doing that um and because it, it wasn't done in a regular salacious way at all it was it was very they were great in that they showed it more of how how it really happens and and a little more casual and there's also men and so it wasn't skewed only women and only this type of woman or this type of body so it again, it was, it was, you know, I jumped in and, and I wasn't the only one. And so there was camaraderie there in, in that. And in general, sort of this, like, yeah, I, I'm proud of myself. I faced some demons there. I, you know, I tried something. I don't know if I'm going to do that again, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I did for myself. Yeah. Uh, I, anytime kind of a fear comes up overcoming that, I find I, I have not I had to do any nude scenes. Uh, that certainly would be an area where I, I would have a lot of reservations. But, um, you know, anytime a fear comes up, right, going on stage, doing something that you've never done before or a type of role that you've never tackled before, right. I find that as I cross that boundary, I really gain a whole new level of respect uh, for myself and discover things that I didn't know that I could do. So usually uh, I find that that's a really positive and freeing experience, which allows me to kind of continue and grow and expand out as a person. You know what? That's so great, Lee. The way that you put it is, is, is wonderful because that is true. It's almost like you're stretching yourself, right? And so you're becoming more and more of the superhuman version of yourself, right? So it's like, wow, I could do that. So I can do this. I, I, I actually went there. Um, I can do it again. And and it, it helps. It helps not only when you're working, but also it helps with auditions. It helps with classes. It helps. It 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 helps in general in life, you know, because you do you do build this respect for yourself, and you do build this this type of esteem and confidence that that comes from accomplishing things, right? And so it's it, it is it's just what you said was so well put. Thank you. I, again, it's just like, I remember being a kid and I was really scared of heights. Heights were not my friend. And then uh, with, uh, with a group of uh, kids, I went, uh, you know, Camp uh, Tamarack, we went to Israel for a month. 
And in Israel, we did all sorts of things, you know, went on camelback uh, through the desert for a week. Uh, and then uh, repelling was one of the things that we did. And wow. a 14-year-old trying to kind of uh, find myself, this is right after I came from, uh, from Ukraine. So you're still not speaking the language. You, I was dressing very oddly and, you know, not finding ways to fit in properly. And then you have this thing where, you know, all the kids are all in the same place. It's that camp environment. So repelling. Well, repelling, I had to go first. I had to prove it to somebody else and I had to prove it to myself. And I remember, you know, because this, uh, and they have two two ropes uh, and the ropes, you know, can hold whatever, 600 pounds each or more, but they're thin. And you, you know, taking that first step because to repel, you have to, you know, you have to step back and you have to lean back and you have to mm-hmm. hold on to the rope and then you have to let go, go down and then grab the rope. Oh, that whole thing was not, uh, was not fun, but you do it. And after that, I said, okay, I did it. Now I'm not afraid. So when other things like that came up, I went back to that experience and, you know, you, you have to do it. You go first and you know that you've done it before so you can continue expanding does not mean that I'm going to go skydiving, does not mean that I'm uh, ready for bungee jumping, but it's the thing, like, okay, I've broken out of one box, now I feel freer in the next one. Right, right. And going through the IMDb uh, and kind of your your filmography, I saw a, uh, a reference to a movie that I haven't seen for quite a while, but I definitely remember seeing it because I love Rob Schneider, and that's The Hot Chick. The Hot Chick, so, you were in the hot chick. Now I need to rewatch it to uh, to catch you in it because obviously I've seen you before. So which which role were you playing? How did that uh, experience? Oh, that was awesome. That was the role is Bianca, and Bianca she's she's basically she's his, ne- his nemesis from okay. the other school. So she's or she's she's Jessica's nemesis, and of course he switches bodies with Jessica, and so Bianca is just the bitchy you know rude cheerleader and uh who you know steals boyfriend away and it was it was a very 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 fun experience that was i mean my gosh that was so we went to cheer camp for two months and learned how to how to cheerlead nobody knew how to do that and for me it was what i would call probably the most stressful filming experience when it came to filming our actual cheer competition, because I, you know, someone who had had not done that before and and I'm, I'm not, you know, acrobatic in that way. And when it came to, to filming, we filmed in this stadium in downtown LA and we had, not only did we have um, a couple hundred extras, but we also had a few hundred cutout people. So it looks, they look like real people from afar, right? And then we had, um, and it was shot on film and because it was a while ago and shooting on film is very expensive and there's a lot of more stress around that, you know, every, every minute, every second counts. And so they had three cameras going and they had they had hired all of these cheerleaders that were actual real cheer teams from around the city just to be you know on the the uh the same sort of field as we were and so you could see them warming up and doing things so there's authenticity to it right so when we go to film it i'm like well i am the cheer captain 
So, you know, head cheerleader, cheer captain for this team that has won state. And here I am surrounded by real, real girls who, who are real cheerleaders in their high schools. And they're just, I'm sure like, what is she doing? And I, I was like, I have to pull this off. And I have hundreds of eyes looking at me. Mm-hmm. So that was probably, you know, and to, and to do the, the flip and this and that, that was probably one of the most stressful things. And I didn't actually have a stunt double. Um, they, they didn't give us any stunt doubles because they were very confident that we had done well at cheer camp. So yeah. it was it was scary, yeah. Well, maybe that prepared you for warrior. <laughs> totally, totally. Even though that was a while ago, uh, but that that experience in general was so was so fun. I mean, it was silly fun, really. Rob is hilarious, and he and he was so hands on with the project, and he you know was even jumping back and forth and helping with the directing and. Um, trying out different things during the takes and it was you know then he and I have a whole dance sequence Mm -hmm. and so and really we could have learned it in two days but it but we practiced for two weeks and we would practice short time and then go have lunch and he was just so he was so awesome and the experiences on you know on that film were were just it was like a comedy of errors you know just everything every everything and how, how it all played out and it was it was it was awesome I, I wish I, I wish I could a time machine and go back and experience all that over again listen uh, you know get in touch with Adam Sandler you know he he's the epitome of, of doing things that are fun with his friends yes. uh, and I love him for it of working with the same group of guys just enjoying uh, making films and that joy screams out uh, when you're watching it that I, I truly truly admire it and I see Rob there all the time plus Kevin and everybody else so get in touch with uh, with Adam and you'll be right back you don't need a time machine for that that's the same that's way. Yeah. Um, so what's the funniest thing that ever happened to you on set doesn't have to be you know uh, <laughs> that particular one. Oh, the funniest thing that ever happened to me on set um, I mean, I mean, there were a couple of times where my stomach just made really loud noise and it just kind of stopped everything and everyone kind of looked and then just started busted out laughing. I mean, it wasn't a fart, so that's, you know, mm-hmm. at least, at least, um, but I'm, I'm trying to, trying to think, um, I did do, I did have a scene with Rob where he headbutts me. And I wanted to make I wanted to make a point that I didn't need a stunt person for this, mm. and I kind of knocked myself out. Like I went full and I fell, and it was all very it was all very painful. Uh, but they got it in that shot, you know. <laughs> Just wanted to prove 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 to them, prove to myself I could do it. Um, wow. Yeah, yep. I don't know. I think I'm I'm one of those actors where in general I. I want to do a good job and I don't, and, and I, and I know that time is money. And so I feel really guilty if I mess up in any way. And, uh, you know, and, and I know that that's what makes it fun when you see those bloopers, yeah. but I, I, I guess I was always afraid of being one of those bloopers. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's also right, you know, at, at what level you are as an actor mm -hmm. where in your career, because yeah. if you're one of the leads, it's fun and you can do things. Yes, there's everybody depending on you, but you know, the blooper reel is going to be uh, better. If you're, you know, co-star or a guest star, you, yeah, you're there to do it. You don't want to be in the blooper reel. Blooper reel. Yes. Yeah, understood. Um, few more things, uh, diversity, right? You know, we, mm -hmm. uh, we talked about you being a uh, Latina. What have you seen in terms of the industry? Has it been getting better? I'm hoping it has. Yeah. Uh, what is your experience been? You know what? It's it's really it's 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 hard because I I've been doing it for a long time, and I think that um, for me, my saving grace has been commercials because commercials they've always liked liked a variety and are ethnically you know ambiguous, uh, mm -hmm. which I've been able to play. But as far as like film and TV go, it's over the years they'll make these initiatives and they'll try and they'll have more you know latinos or latinas in in the breakdowns and and then so we all get you know excited and so my auditions will go up for that and and be like oh wow and then you see the final product and you're like oh even though in the breakdown it said latina that's not what they did at the end of the day mm -hmm. you know and so i think it's really tricky because um we're almost tricked into thinking that things are changing and, and there's a lot more opportunity. And that's as actors with the amount of auditions that, you know, we get now versus how it was 10, 15 years ago. But, but then, you know, on screen, you're, you're kind of seeing it the same and, and, and they do have, they do have these reports where, where they see the statistics of uh, Latinas and Latinos in lead roles and speaking roles and, and that number, you know, is very low, and and I understand because it's an industry in general that you know once you get in, you you like fight to stay in. So you've got writers, directors, executives, uh, studio heads, and they, they like to work with people they know. They um, they they, you know, they want to keep their jobs, and so it, it can be a little hard for them sometimes to open up to new people. And so I, you know, in that way, in that way, I understand that there's, you know, they have their own agenda, just like in any, in any industry. Um, uh, but at the same time, I, it, at the end of the day, these initiatives that, that the industry is, is trying to, to promote, you know, through the Writers Guild, through the Directors Guild, through the Screen Actors Guild of, of diversity, um, all we're trying to do is get to a place where we are represented on screen as, as far as the population goes. That's it, you know? Not asking to overtake it, but just to be equivalent to what the population actually is. And so it, that's still really low. There are only a few, a few Latin skewed shows that are currently, you know, on the air. And, uh, and that's something that every year, you know, the different organizations, the Latinos in Hollywood, they come together and they celebrate the wins and, and there's still, it always, and it's unfortunate, but you know, most of the conversation is, oh, it, it still sucks. We've got a long way to go. Da, da, da. And then, and then it always ends with write your own stuff, you know, generate and, and, and try to jump in there and, and do what you can. And we can all help each other out and we can all pull up. But Latinos in general are, are not as, they're not as, um, 
tightly, the, the community is not as tightly knit as other communities like the Asian American community or the Indian American community. And it's because Latinos come from so many different uh, countries mm-hmm. and there are different accents and, and different, um, different mentalities. And so it's not, it, you're not representing necessarily just, you know, one group. And um, I mean, not that you're with Asian Americans either, or um, but there's just a lot more, you know, a lot more Latin American countries, and and I think that's why it's not as cohesive as as it could be and it should be. But but with time, you know, with time it'll get there. I just I'm just glad that this is happening, uh, this is happening now, because you know I always thought I, I was always afraid of aging out. You know, and you know, when I was in my twenties, just being told this is it, you know, this is your prime and after this you probably won't work again and you know, that that sort of and I because I, I have been in Hollywood for such a long time and, and believing that and obviously not wanting that to be true, but believing it. So for me it's really nice to see this wave coming in and there's there there are opportunities now that weren't there, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, I can just keep praying that, you know, keep hoping to, to work and we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, I, I keep forgetting uh, to, uh, to congratulate you. I, I hear you just got married, so please uh, accept. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just got married a few days ago. I'm going on honeymoon tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, well, what a way to kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's really nice. That was one of life's surprises. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and also during COVID too, which is really odd because we were having a, a long distance relationship before COVID. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's had different experiences, you know, during this time. And it's been very difficult in many ways. Um, I, I do feel very fortunate that because of you know because of covid um i got to spend a lot more time with him and it fast-tracked our relationship i know i, I know quite a few relationships that they fell apart you know mm-hmm. um just because it, it, there were problems there anyway and they, they came up to the surface but i was lucky in that this was a new relationship and and so um it did it fast-tracked things and and of course g- gave a perspective of what's important in life and, and just go for it. Tomorrow's not guaranteed and uh, maybe throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. So uh, you said you're going on uh, on honeymoon. We don't need to know where, but what, how, how is all of the planning with, uh, with everything shutting down again? Oh yeah, that's, that's, that has been, um, well, I'm going to, to, to the Caribbean, but, and, of course, you know, I had to take COVID tests, got it yesterday, so you have to show it's within 72 hours mm-hmm. to go there. It, it, even, the, even the wedding was really small. Um, we decided to have a two-part wedding, just one part with fa- just, just our parents and siblings, which was hard to not have my grandma there, so I'm gonna go see her now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, we filmed it so that next year we can actually have the reception and show the video and invite everybody and have everybody there. So the COVID wedding was, was uh, every you know everybody got their COVID test before so there were you know, no worries there was only 14 of us so it was just very small intimate really nice actually really nice everyone got to you know stand up and say something and 
and which you don't usually get in the chaos of weddings. So. It's, it's true. Um, um, you know, 21 year anniversary this month. Uh, oh, happy anniversary. It's a long time. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember my wedding, but there are parts of my wedding that I don't remember at all because it was chaos. Of course. Actually, I, I always tell my girlfriends, just this time, I didn't need that advice because it was so small. But I always tell them when they're getting married, I said that the best advice I ever got is at some point, um, it, I, I, usually it's, I think it's fun like when, when everyone's dancing, mm -hmm. go away, you and your, your spouse, and you go and you set a timer for 10 minutes. And you're not allowed to speak. All you do is both of you just observe. Just watch everything. And that way it's seared into, into your memory. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. I, I wish I did that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, we have a video with, that captured some, uh, some things. So we okay. go back to it from time to time now with the kids. So um, thank you so much, Marie. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, have a fantastic honeymoon. I hope everybody enjoys it. Everybody stay safe. And uh, I'll keep watching Warrior and we'll see what Yes, happens. enjoy. You're going to, you, you will see the adventure of Vega um, take someone very soon. And you'll. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting worried for Chow. I'm, I'm really getting worried for Chow as things, as things are. <laughs> as things are oh, yes. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite characters. I'm, I'm, I'm a there's a lot that's going to happen. And I am telling you, every episode, there's a lot. It's, it's going to go to places that you, you did, wouldn't imagine. And it's, I mean, it's, it's nonstop. There, there aren't any breaks. Yeah. I, you know, last, last thing, and, uh, I, I just remember yesterday because I was watching the episode four. And uh, it's the episode in which, uh, you know, uh, in which, the uh, factory, huh? Well, the factory. yeah, the factory. Okay. But uh, hang on, in which episode was the uh, was the cop's family attacked and his son almost slayed? Was oh, that was the third, I believe. Okay, so yeah. I watched two episodes. That's a hard hard thing to watch. Yeah, and you just know that something terrible is about to happen. They they do such a great job. Like they're not saying anything, but you just have this awful feeling that it's about. Yes. And you don't know what it is, and you don't know if you know one of them is about to get uh, shot, and this is the kind of the last scene saying goodbye. I'm like, oh god, I don't want to lose this character. I really like him, and oh, oh, that 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 took um, you know that that show really takes people for a ride, and um, I, I prefer not to watch it before I go to sleep. So let, let's. Oh, yeah, in the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> well, thank you again. And thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of The Love of Acting. I hope everybody is staying healthy. I know it's after election day. I have not, you know, done very well with sleeping. Uh, my we still don't, as of now, we still don't know the results. So mm -hmm. everyone's still like yeah. this. Yeah. So maybe by the time you're watching this, whether it's going to be tonight or tomorrow, we will know something. So put it down in the comments. For now, thank you. Thank <laughs> you.